Welcome back to Considerations from the Capital from the Deeper Dive Podcast. My name is Bill Winnell, as always, joined by Father Larry Swink. Good morning, Father. Hey, good morning, everybody. Today's Friday of the 34th week in Ordinary Time, and Father will reflect on today's first reading from the book of Daniel. In a vision, I, Daniel, saw during the night the four winds of heaven stirred up the great sea, from which emerged four immense beasts, each different from the others. The first was like a lion, but with eagle's wings. While I watched, the wings were plucked. It was raised from the ground to stand on two feet like a man and given a human mind. The second was like a bear. It was raised up on one side, and among the teeth in its mouth were three tusks. It was given the order, up, devour much flesh. After this, I looked and saw another beast, like a leopard. On its back were four wings, like those of a bird, and it had four heads. To this beast, dominion was given. After this, in the visions of the night, I saw the fourth beast, different from all the others, terrifying, horrible, and of extraordinary strength. It had great iron teeth in, in which it, with which it devoured and crushed, and what was left it trampled with its feet. I was considering the ten horns it had, when suddenly another, a little horn, sprang out of their midst, and three of the previous horns were torn away to make room for it. This horn had eyes like a man, and a mouth that spoke arrogantly. As I watched, thrones were set up, and the Ancient One took his throne. His clothing was snow bright, and the hair on his head as white as wool. His throne was flames of fire, with wheels of burning fire. A surging steam of fire flowed out from where he sat. Thousands upon thousands were ministering to him, and myriads upon myriads attended him. The court was convened, and the books were opened. I watched in from the first of the arrogant words which the horn spoke, until the beast was slain and its body thrown into the fire to be burned up. The other beasts, which also lost their dominion, were granted a prolongation of life, for a time and a season. As divisions during the night continued, I saw one like the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven. When he reached the Ancient One, he was presented before him. He received dominion, glory, and kingship. Nations and peoples of every language serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not be taken away. His kingship shall not be destroyed. Father. All right, so who are these beasts? in this book of Daniel. And, uh, and I want to talk a little bit about, you know, in a good sense, the beast, uh, Edward Campion. Um, you know, a lot of times that word beast is, is kind of, um, used to explain someone who just doesn't give up. And, uh, Edward Campion was truly a spiritual beast in the good sense of the word. But first off, there's, there's four beasts that are mentioned in today's uh, first reading. And the lion, uh, according to biblical scholars, uh, represents the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, The bear, the second one, represents the Persian king Cyrus, who in turn uh, conquered the Persians. The leopard represents the king of the Greek empire, Alexander the Great, who in turn defeated the Persian king Cyrus. And the fourth beast represents the Roman empire ruled by Julius Caesar, who in turn ended up conquering the Greeks, and Alexander the Great. So, um, and the Antichrist is represented by the little horn on the top of the fourth beast, which lets us know that he will spring from what was the Roman Empire. Mm. And uh, so any in any crisis, anyone who, speak, who uh, speaks against God and persecutes God's people. And, uh, and we learn from these four men's beasts who rise from the sea, that these beasts are arrogant kingdoms who think themselves as greater than God. Hmm? 
Uh, and we know that this final, this final um, uh, vision is of the ancient one, God, who will conquer all the kingdoms and, um, and that uh, he will overcome any earthly kingdom because every earthly kingdom is fragile next to the omnipotence of God. And we ourselves as human beings, uh, we can become like violent beasts when we don't adhere to God's word. And today's reading <laughs> will talk about that all these things will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Uh, in the office of readings, it says the world hates Christians. So why give your love to it instead of following Christ? Unquote. And today's uh, uh, champion or beast is Edward Campion. And uh, Edward Campion um, uh, essentially was, um, he was a convert to the faith. Well, let's say this. He was a revert. He was raised as a Catholic, and uh, at the age of 17, he was a very intelligent guy. He ended up at Oxford University. On visiting the university, Queen Elizabeth I was taken by Edwin's brilliance, and she asked uh, for anything that he wished, and um, he uh, basically asked if he could kind of serve her in, in some capacity, uh, and he did so, and this led him away from the Catholic faith, and he took the oath of supremacy, acknowledged the queen as the head of the church, and he himself became an Anglican deacon, so he turned away from the faith. However, because of his brilliant intellect, his conscience would not allow him to be reconciled to the idea of Anglicanism for too long. And uh, he started reading himself back into the faith, and he decided to leave England to do some time in Dublin, where he turned back to his Catholic faith and returned to England uh, as a priest. At this point, he was suspected of being, well, too Catholic, and he was witnessed to he witnessed the trial of a soon-to-be martyr and um he felt that he was uh, had a job to um well this is actually before he became a priest when he went from from ireland to england he was not a priest yet and he witnessed the trial of a martyr and realized that he had a vocation to minister to the catholic faithful and uh and to convert protestants so he set himself on a journey barefoot to rome uh, I guess they put in barefoot. It was probably snowing too. And he entered the Society of Jesus, the Jesuits, and was ordained in 1578 and had a vision of the Blessed Virgin Mary who foretold him that he would be a martyr. He returned to England and made, uh, where he made an immediate impression winning many converts. And uh, unfortunately, um, uh, in 1581, on July 17th, he was betrayed by one of his own and he was thrown into prison. The queen offered him all kinds of riches if he'd forsake his loyalty to the Pope, but he refused. And after spending some time in the Tower of London, he was sentenced to death by hanging, drawing, and quartering, which is brutal, where they tie your, your four limbs up to different horses and they pull you apart. Uh, all your joints come out of place, and it's excruciating. And he died today on December 1st, 1581, uh, and sparked off a wave of conversions by his uh, witness, and he was canonized uh, by Paul VI in 1970. Hmm, interesting, a long, long take. Now, there's actually, you can look this up on the internet, but there's a thing called Campion's Brag, quote-unquote brag, and because uh, now it became to know as brag, but because he's, it, it basically, this was um, a document that priests would write before they went into England, because a lot of times they thought that, um, you know, priests were going in there to um, to be a political enemy, and they were they were basically had to write, um, you know, a defense about why they actually were going into the into the um, 
into the country as a priest. And uh, I don't have time, obviously, to read the whole thing. And you can look it up online. As I said, it's Campion's Brag. And uh, But I want to um, look at number five. If you look at number five on this particular um, uh, confession he makes, uh, is very impressive, where he's defending the Catholic faith and basically tells um, everyone that he's becoming uh, a... He's becoming a, a um, or coming into the country to convert um, people into the Catholic faith. And I, I quote this I do ask to the glory of God with all humility and under your correction, three sorts of indifferent and quiet audiences. The first, before your honors, wherein I will discourse of religion so far as to touches the common wheel of your nobilities. And second, wherefore I make more account before the doctors and masters of chosen men of university, wherein I undertake to avow the faith of our Catholic truth by proofs innumerable, scriptures, scriptures, councils, fathers, history, natural and moral reasons. And third, before lawyers, spiritual and temporal, wherein I will justify and set the said faith by the common wisdom of law standing yet in force and practice. So basically he said, I'm coming to this country to um, basically prove you Protestants that Catholicism is the true faith. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that whether you be in the university or you're uh, one of the on uh, one of the higher one of the um, nobility or you're a lawyer, and uh, and then uh, one other thing is he talks to the queen himself. He says, and because it pleased God to enrich the queen of my sovereign lady with no, noble gifts of nature, learning, and princely education, I do verifiably trust that if her highness would vouchsafe her royal person and good attention to such a conference as what I talked about in the fifth article I've mentioned, or to a few sermons, which in her and our healing, I would utter such manifest and fair light by good method and plain dealing may be cast upon these controversies that possibly her zeal and truth and love for her people shall incline her noble grace to disfavor some proceedings hurtful to the realm and procure towards us oppressed more equity. In other words, he said that he was saying, I, I come to, convert the queen to Catholicism. <laughs> it's very no, it's very zealous. Um, it didn't work out that way, and he was torn apart, but he did, through his witness, convert many. And just as the kingdom of his body was torn apart, the kingdom of God prevailed, as we see in that first reading. All right, so Edward Campion, pray for us. Have a wonderful weekend. See you guys tomorrow. And also, if you would, please pray for the men's retreat. Uh, that starting uh, this weekend, myself and Monsignor Pope are doing a retreat for them and pray for their conversion. And uh, as all of us, we grow in deeper love of Jesus Christ. All right, God bless you all. Peace.